The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, bombshells today in uh, Washington as the House impeachment inquiry into President Trump continues. The most highly anticipated uh, witness, Ambassador Gordon Sondland, was on Capitol Hill today. Of course, investigators looking into allegations that Trump pressured Ukraine to investigate Democrat Joe Biden and his son while holding up military aid. Reggie Cicchini is the Global News Washington Bureau news producer. He's been watching the proceedings and he joins us now. Hi, Reggie. Good afternoon. All right. Now, give Give us, you know, the importance of Sondland's testimony today. How important was it? I think it's, you know, the fact that he's the first witness with direct knowledge of the events. This was big today. This was huge today, particularly this morning when Democrats were basically handed a basket of things that they had been looking for since they started up this impeachment inquiry. And that included words from this witness saying uh, at the kind of uh, express direction of the president via Rudy Giuliani, there was a quid pro quo Mm -hmm. that was uh, kind of laid out for us to follow in order to get Ukraine to open up these investigations. He did stop short of, of saying that the Biden family was supposed to be a part of that investigation. But at the end of the day, an investigation into a company that a Biden worked at and an unfounded claim of Ukrainian meddling, uh, but, you know, still using the words quid pro quo yeah. was huge for Democrats. Yeah, Sondland saying he pushed uh, for quid pro quo because it was what Trump wanted, that it was no secret, uh, that it was no secret at all. He implicated a lot of people, everyone um, pretty much getting thrown under the bus today from uh, the Secretary of State to Vice President Mike Pence. A lot of names. I saw a tweet earlier today at one point saying there is no room left under this bus. Uh, talk about the names that were named. Well, I mean, look, that is huge. The fact that he named the Secretary of State, that he named the Vice President, he named the former uh, National Security Council uh, advisor, the National Security Advisor, John Bolton, uh, the the current acting Chief of Staff, Mick Mulvaney. This is big because these are people who, A, have either stopped themselves or been stopped by the White House from being able to come and testify, uh, but are now trying to walk it back by releasing statements from their offices saying that, you know, the, the conversations have been overstated or the conversations didn't happen or that they, uh, you know, Sondland appears to be, uh, you know, a, a little confused in his conversation. Uh, regardless of what the statements that they're putting out from these offices are, it goes to show that there was a widespread knowledge of what was taking place to get this pressure campaign underway in Ukraine. So we expect the Democrats to make uh, this testimony really a center centerpiece of the investigation, but there has been talk about Sondland's credibility issues as well. Um, there's been some revisions of uh, testimony from from uh, behind the closed door um, proceedings, uh, as well as, you know, note taking, that sort of thing. Um, what are the Republicans saying about this? Yeah, I mean, look, his his kind of inability to remember a lot of situations goes to prove that perhaps he didn't have the qualifications to be in this job in the first place, because a career <laughs> diplomat and somebody who's been in government for a long time knows to take either contemporaneous notes or just notes after the fact uh, when you're in a big situation like a meeting with a foreign leader or foreign leader's staff. Uh, but... Republicans kind of jumped on that and said, look, it's kind of ambiguous right now. You're not able to give us big and uh, strong answers. But he he qualified that by saying, well, the reason I can't give you certain information is because the State Department has kind of stonewalled me and is not letting me access any of the notes that would be pertaining to these situations. So, you know, he he didn't remember a lot, but he was also stopped from being able to remember uh, by not being handed any kind of information. Uh, President Trump uh, today kind of backing away from uh, the relationship 
relationship or whatever that that is, however you want to define relationship with Sondland. Um, what do we know about the relationship he had and, and what Trump is saying today? Well, yeah, I mean, look, Gordon Sondland was a mega donor. He's he's not a, he's not a poor person in America. He donated a lot of money to the Trump inaugural on the plus side of a million dollars. You know, he's been in contact with the president. He was handed this cushy job as an ambassador by the president without any qualifications. He's not some nobody that just happened to appear in the president's <laughs> life. But given what the, he has said today and given the fact that he's now implicated the highest levels of the Trump administration, the president is trying to walk back that relationship, saying, I don't know him very much. We haven't talked very much, uh, which kind of goes against what the testimony was today. But this is how he and the GOP are going to have to kind of uh, ease the situation right now is by making it seem like, well, Sondland's just kind of talking out of his mouth right mm. now. Uh, and we are simply going to back away from it and say we don't actually know who he is all that well. Uh, Reggie, before we let you go, I know uh, we only have a short amount of time with you. Anything else that we should know about the proceedings so far today? Well, I mean, look, it's just going to be a big deal to see, uh, you know, kind of the, the continued fallout from this. You know, we, we heard from Fox News uh, contributors again today and from Ken Starr from the Clinton campaign saying, look, what we heard today from Sondland was another opportunity for an impeachable offense for an article of impeachment. So this is going to be a big conversation and tomorrow uh, Sondland's phone call with the president heard in that Kiev restaurant is going to be spoken about at large and in public when the person who overheard that call testifies tomorrow morning. I think one of the things that I just uh, jumped out at me is when you said that Fox News is looking at and, and talking about impeachable offenses that says something right there. Absolutely it does because look these are people who have backed the president from the beginning but there's also a, a kind of public sentiment growing that if the president did something wrong even the kind of spoon-fed network that the White House pushes out at all times eventually has to start speaking the truth. Reggie, appreciate your time today. Keep up the good work. Thank you. All right, Reggie Cicchini joining us this afternoon. Reggie is the uh, Global News Washington Bureau Bureau producer. Um, as mentioned, U.S. President Donald Trump disputing uh, the testimony today that he ordered a quid pro quo with Ukraine. Uh, as mentioned, Gordon Sondland gave testimony that linked the president to a decision to withhold military aid from Ukraine in exchange, and you'll hear that coming up. Um, and this is what he had to say when he was asked about it today. This is President Trump. This is not a man I know well. Seems like a nice guy, though. But I don't know him well. He was with other candidates. He actually supported other candidates. Not me. Came in late. Uh, so, uh, as well, so, yeah, it seems like a nice guy, that sort of thing. That was President Trump distancing, distancing himself uh, from him. Um, Gordon Sondland, during his opening statement today, saying that he did not want to work with attorney Rudy Giuliani, uh, Rudy Giuliani regarding Ukraine, but followed President Trump's order, saying we were playing the hand we were dealt. This was his opening statement. As ambassador... I've had hundreds of meetings and calls with individuals, but I'm not a note taker or a memo writer, never have been. My job requires that I speak with heads of state, senior government officials, members of the cabinet, the president, almost each and every day. Talking with foreign leaders might be memorable to some people but this is my job. I do it all the time. My lawyers and I have made multiple requests to the State Department and the White House for these materials. Yet these materials were not provided to me. And they have also refused to share these materials with this committee. These documents are not classified and in fairness, and in fairness should have been made available. 
In the absence of these materials, my memory admittedly has not been perfect. And I have no doubt that a more fair, open, and orderly process of allowing me to read the State Department records and other materials would have made this process far more transparent. First, Secretary Perry, Ambassador Volker, and I worked with Mr. Rudy Giuliani on Ukraine matters at the express direction of the President of the United States. We did not want to work with Mr. Giuliani. Simply put, we were playing the hand we were dealt. We all understood that if we refused to work with Mr. Giuliani, we would lose a very important opportunity to cement relations between the United States and Ukraine. So we followed the president's orders. President Trump's so that was uh, United States Ambassador to the European Union, Gordon Sondland, this morning. Um, on, on the quid pro quo front, uh, he, was, he was quoted and he said, I know that members of this committee have frequently framed these complicated issues in the form of a simple question. Was there a quid pro quo? As I testified previously with regard to the requested White House call and the White House meeting, the answer is yes. I know that members of this committee frequently frame these complicated issues in the form of a simple question. Was there a quid pro quo? As I testified previously, with regard to the requested White House call and the White House meeting, the answer is yes. Mr. Giuliani conveyed to Secretary Perry, Ambassador Volker, and others that President Trump wanted a public statement from President Zelensky committing to investigations of Burisma and the 2016 election. Mr. Giuliani expressed those requests directly to the Ukrainians, and Mr. Giuliani also expressed those requests directly to us. We all understood that these prerequisites for the White House call and the right White House meeting reflected President Trump's desires and requirements. Within my State Department emails, there is a July 19th email. This email was sent, this email was sent to Secretary Pompeo, Secretary Perry, Brian McCormick, who is Secretary Perry's Chief of Staff at the time, Ms. Kenna, who is the acting, pardon me, who is the Executive Secretariat for Secretary Pompeo, Chief of Staff Mulvaney, and Mr. Mulvaney's senior advisor, Rob Blair. A lot of senior officials. A lot of senior officials. Here is my exact quote from that email. I talked to Zelensky just now. He is prepared to receive POTUS's call. We'll assure him that he intends to run a fully transparent investigation and will turn over every stone. He would greatly appreciate a call prior to Sunday so that he can put out some media about a friendly and productive call, no details, prior to Ukraine election on Sunday. Chief of Staff Mulvaney responded, I asked the NSC to set it up for tomorrow. Everyone was in the loop. 
It was no secret. Everyone was informed via email on July 19th, days before the presidential call. As I communicated to the team, I told President Zelensky in advance that assurances to run a fully transparent investigation and turn over every stone were necessary in his call with President Trump. On July 19th, in a WhatsApp message between Ambassador Taylor, Ambassador Volker, and me, Ambassador Vol Volker stated, had breakfast with Rudy this morning, that's Ambassador Volker and Rudy Giuliani, teeing up call with Yermak Monday, that's Senior Advisor Andre Yermak, must have helped. Most important is for Zelensky to say that he will help investigation and address any specific personnel issues, if there are any. On August 10th, the next day, Mr. Yermak texted me, once we have a date, which is a date for the White House meeting, we will call for a press briefing announcing upcoming visit and outlining vision for the reboot of the U.S.-Ukraine relationship, including, among other things, Burisma and election meddling in investigations. United States Ambassador to the European Union, Gordon Sondland, today. Uh, we'll keep you updated. Fascinating stuff.